Good day and welcome to episode 43 of my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest. And uh, today was half a day of doing, uh, I say doing nothing, of not working. It's not exactly doing nothing. In fact, I got up and um, first thing I did was a private trainer session with the personal trainer. So that's definitely not doing nothing. It was leg day, a huge amount of squats. And um, after that, um, pretty much then I really couldn't be bothered to do very much. Um, had lunch, but then I had to get my, my tuchus in gear because after that was um, I had a call this afternoon or later this afternoon with these potential first clients for my marketing agency, Audience Ninja. So this time it was with um, a couple of them to discuss advertising side of things, digital digital advertising side of things. So <clears throat> a few days ago, I think about two days ago on the podcast, I uh, was talking about that I spent a fair portion of that day really trying to um, detail out the process of doing digital advertising because it's not quite as straightforward as one thinks it is. If they haven't done it before, certainly not to be successful at it. And uh, as is often the case, something that you know how to do because you've done it a bunch of times and you've spent hours and hours learning how to do it and trialing and erroring and getting your skills and experience up um, becomes kind of second nature and natural to you. But when you have to, uh, particularly if you have to teach it to somebody, but certainly if you have to, as I felt, be in a position that you can succinctly explain it to somebody or maybe not that succinctly, but at least in detail, then it means that you've really got to think through the process and in thinking it through you have to systematize it and be quite methodical and it really helps you to understand exactly what you're actually something that you do naturally or without too much thought you now understand it from a deeper perspective and thank goodness I did do that work because uh, one of the questions that came up is well okay why why are we why would we be paying you to do this you know what are you going to do for our money and um I was very well prepared because I'd done this this prep work a few days before. So in the lead up to that, I was looking at um, uh, advertising. I bought a new um, advertising tool that I'm going to check out that um, specifically that helps you target audiences on Facebook, ones that are maybe a bit more challenging to find. No idea if I'll use it or if it'll be any good or not, but we'll see. And uh, I was just reacquainting myself with some of the previous tools that I'd bought and um, doing a quick bit of... Um, watching a few videos about one of those tools just to see um you know just to see what just to remind myself see what came out and actually an interesting thing did come out if you're into digital marketing um, or in fact any type of marketing really but this was a, an interesting point it was to target people who aren't necessarily an, an obvious or related target audience and you think okay that makes no sense so let me give you an idea let's say you're um, a restaurant and you're close to a sports ground. Obviously, you're not well, not obviously, but you're not necessarily a sports restaurant. You're not going to target sports players or sports fans necessarily. But obviously, you're close to the sports ground, so you might target the local sports fans. Well, that's kind of obvious. But what's less obvious is you might target sports fans from completely outside of your area for teams that you know are coming to play at the local stadium that's local to you. So. This would be an idea that you'd be targeting a market that's unrelated, but is actually kind of on point. Um, another idea was to target layers. So at least within Facebook, you can find somebody who's in category A who also is in category B. So 
you know, that nexus in the middle between those two, if you imagine two circles, one circle is A and overlapping A is circle B, where those two circles overlap, that is the kind of ideal sweet spot. And you can do multiple layers, but the example was uh, category A might be somebody who's very much your target market. So let's say you're, um, again, let's, let's use the restaurant, okay? Let's say it's people in the local, you know, one one mile away from you, you know, um, one mile catchment area from a restaurant. So very close. So these are definitely potential customers. And then target B, audience B, might be completely separate, uh, unrelated people who like Game of Thrones, for example. You're like, okay, how does that work? Well, the way it works is you use Game of Thrones related messaging to entice the people within one mile from your um, you know, from where you are to want to come to your restaurant. And of course, that will help you to stand out. So if you saw an advert that just said, uh, you know, good deal on dinner, come to our restaurant, it's down the road. Uh, okay, it's down the road, that's fine. But you're just like everybody else. But if you want to say, I don't know, you know, <laughs> eat like a Baratheon, you know, all you can eat for £10 or whatever at your local restaurant with a picture um, that is not copyright infringing um, of Robert Baratheon or something, I don't know. Um, if you know Game of Thrones, you know what I mean. If you don't, then that'll make no sense. But, you know, you could play on that is the point so that the people who see it, who know Game of Thrones, which is the people you're targeting, are like, oh, I like Game of Thrones. What's that? Oh, oh, that's cool. And that'll help you to stand out. And of course, you can use that principle in all sorts of types of marketing. So I thought those were good ideas. And that was definitely worth watching a few of the videos. Um, then I had a call. Then I spoke to the client. And that was two hours. Um, they are pretty confident that they want to go with, um, you know, with our services, with my services, which is really encouraging. They just need to look at a few more things. They had a budget um, and it was a bit low. And I told them in an email on last week that we were going to discuss today. And um, they came back to say, can you move on that? And I said no. And I justified why. And they're probably going to go for it. And this, if they do go for it, if they don't go for it, then it won't prove it. But if they do go for it, this comes back to you know my sales days, which is it's and, and as a salesperson, you know, it's never a problem to ask somebody for a discount. It's never a problem to ask for um, you know for something for cheaper. But if you're in business, if you give out a discount or if you lower your prices without really good justification, then apart from the fact that you're not going to be as profitable as you might be you're devaluing yourself, you're devaluing your service and you're devaluing the product, but you're basically saying, sending a message to say, well, whatever I say my product is worth, it's not, you know, actually I'll take less money. And so oftentimes if you stand your ground and you're not, you know, and you can justify why as well, I mean, you don't have to justify, you, know, you could just say that's my price and that's it. But if you're able to justify and show what value you're going to bring and why that's the price, then Nine times out of ten, people will pay that. And as a salesperson who worked for ten years in advertising sales, selling advertising space in magazines, which is pretty much never guaranteed, well, isn't guaranteed to work, and a lot of times it doesn't work. So you're selling a dream. Um, you know, there's always a thing that there's called rate card, which is your pricing, and most people would quote a rate card, and then immediately offer a discount. It's terrible. You'd say, you know, what's your rate card? Uh, I don't know, whatever. £5,000 for a page, but, and they, the salesperson, but I can do it for 3000 because, you know, the wind's blowing to the left or whatever. So it's terrible. So if you have prices, 
whatever they are, learn to give those prices and sit in silence if needs be and let the other person come back to you with their you know, response to that. And then if they ask you to lower it, really there should be a very good reason why you should lower it. Or, and again, you negotiate, and that's a different thing. And the negotiating is, I would give you X for this price, but because you don't want to pay that price, I could do you a lower price, but I'll have to take away some of the things that were otherwise included in X. So X might be a box of five different elements. And one of those elements, for example, might be, a lot of these could be intangible. So one of them might be something like time, time frame. So, you know, we deliver this within a week. But if you're willing to, if you want the price lowered, I could lower the price, but now we won't deliver it for three weeks. You know, Amazon do this with their delivery service. It's, you know, often it's free for the delivery. Well, maybe it's not free. I can't remember. I've been a Prime member for so many years. I can't remember what it's like without it. But certainly as a Prime member, you get free delivery, but you also get it quicker. So quicker rather than the normal delivery speed. So a lot of people will say, well, actually, if you, you know, they might either charge you more to be a Prime member. So then you get it quicker or you've given your top price. They said they don't want it at that price. They want it lower. So then you say, OK, I'm going to remove some of the variables that were included within that top price. And now you're starting to negotiate back and forward. And at least the person, the other person is seeing that each item has a value and they're respecting the value of that item. If you don't, if you aren't able to um, demonstrate the value that comprises your offer and, you know, section it out, that can be more difficult to then negotiate on price. But you should never just discount or drop your price without a very good reason or, as I say, without a negotiation I'll take something away and I'll be able to deliver it at a lower price if that's where your budget is. And psychologically speaking, this plays into, apart from it being true and fair, it plays into a pretty fundamental human psychology, which is we are more um, fearful of having something taken away from us than we are of gaining something or losing the fact that we might gain something, if that makes sense. So people are more, um, you know, they're more... Uh, I don't know, more disappointed if they lose 100 quid than if they don't win 100 quid. No, that's a terrible example. There are examples out there. There are lots of scientific studies, basically, that, you know, and, and scientific studies that, um, that actually the end result is exactly the same. But we worry about fear of losing more than we do about fear of losing what we've got, gaining something. Anyhow, you can look it up. I don't know what the studies are, but there are lots of them. It's a psychology thing, I promise you. So um, all of those are the way of saying that after two hours of going through, I also realised, you know, I do know my stuff. I really do. And they said, you know, you really know your stuff. I'm definitely convinced that you know your stuff. And of course, you sometimes feel like a bit of a fraud or you feel a bit lucky. But actually, going through it all, I realise I know my stuff. I know my value. I know what I can deliver. And if they want a cheaper price, then we're negotiating. In this particular case, I wasn't negotiating because... I know my value, it's that simple, and I'm not going to do the work for less than that because I know it's a lot of work. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they um, come back. Well, they will come back. We're going to speak again next week, and they're very keen to progress. They just want to type a few things, so we'll see. And uh, it could well be the, the first client for the new agency, the first paid client, and the start of something, um, yeah, start something big, I hope. Start something very interesting. So we shall... We shall see. And 
As a consequence, I didn't do anything on the Grip the Sky experience, but tomorrow, all being well, that will be my kind of focus, and um, I will tidy up the two videos, tidy up the checkout thing, and it will still be ready for next week as planned, and uh, that will be wonderful to get that out there. Still got, we've got two people who have applied for the position for Audience Ninja for the... Um, the digital marketing side, we've got five people who applied for the position for the kind of general all-round um, superstar. So hopefully next week we're going to take on board one or two of those people. And that means the team is going to be there. So next week is a very exciting looking week. Um, so yeah, all in all, super chuffed. And um, oh, just to final finish it off. Last night we were halfway through um, the old guard with Charlie's Theron. And I said, you know, it was looking good and we're enjoying it. Let's see how it pans out. And it was good all the way through. Really enjoyed it. Good film. Solid. Would recommend it. And I'm so happy to be able to recommend something that didn't completely fall apart on the plot or the writing or the story, which if you've listened to this podcast for a bit, you might know is one of my pet hates. Um, weak, you know, weak storytelling, weak plotting and just lazy screenwriting. And I thought it was really good. It was true to its own reality. Um, and it was also nice to see something, I won't give too much away, but something that was kind of mythical, supernatural, almost superhero type, but ironically realistic, um, if those things can go together. If you watch it, you know what I mean. I thought it was really well done. Um, so that's all I've got for you today. It's all I've got for me to today. And I will be back again tomorrow. If you're around on Twitter in the meantime or any other time, come hook up with me at Romeo Crow. Looking forward to speaking to you. And next week, looking forward to start sharing the Grip the Sky experience with y'all. So rock on. Take care. Bye.